0: Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN. Then you can find this and the rest of our podcasts on Apple or Spotify. So turn those notifications on and you can catch all those. Uh, Hershey so I guess you could say I got my uh weekend prediction correct this this time around. Bucks get the uh weekend sweep. We beat the Pistons, get uh, like our first blowout in what feels like forever this year, and then we beat the Rockets tonight, 128, 119. But let's just start off with that Pistons game, Hurst. Did you get a chance to watch that game? Yeah, uh
1: nice, nice that uh, definitely nice to see. Uh, you know, pretty pretty good to see, you know, an end-to-end victory where, you know, the Bucks kind of start out. Uh, with some fire, and we basically just held on the entire time. I mean, obviously, we kind of talked about it going in. The Pistons are horrendous, one of the worst teams I think we've ever seen um, in our lifetimes. Just, just, just being objective. I mean, I, I don't. It's like when you look at the Pistons, you're like, wait, you're like looking at their schedule to see if they could like possibly cut, win an upcoming game, which is like pretty interesting, especially because in an NBA where there's a lot of parity, you don't normally see that, but. A lot of people on, on you know, Twitter, on social media uh, before the game were talking about, you know, this is possibly a trap game, stuff like that. Obviously, you know, the Bucs just put that all right to bed. And, you know, Dame was Dame was great. I feel like that was kind of the, the game he needed after, you know, a slow kind of week or so there. Uh, 33 points, four boards and five assists. Um, and then Bobby Portis also just unreal last night. Uh, 31 points, season high uh for him and you know was just bringing a ton of energy especially in that second quarter with multiple and ones uh in a row i think he had like a 6 point stretch there where he literally just had two back to back and ones which was pretty awesome to see so yeah just just based off of those couple of things i think it was you know a good game obviously uh you know this bucks offense has been you know scoring a ton of points recently i mean 146 points obviously they're uh, they're a horrible team but I mean, still it's, it's the NBA, they're, they're, they're NBA players and the Bucks being able to just consistently put up over 125 to over 130 every game is, I mean, it's showing why this, this offensive duo of Dame and Giannis is really working, Steve.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we still like to think that there's room for growth with that, with the Dame and Giannis duo, especially, uh, I mean, we're still third last time I checked an offensive rating this year, so. Uh, and with stuff to figure out. So, but you know, you mentioned energy, and just speaking of energy, we got to see the first time Marjan starts this year, as well as Andre Jackson. So they both started in Detroit. Um, both played really, really well, especially Marjan in the first half. Andre Jackson brought energy all game. I thought. Um, uh, we got to see him start again in the Rockets game, and uh, Andre Jackson might be. I, I mean, we've been talking about switching that. Uh, on ball defender, that point of attack defender, Malik Beasley dealing with an injury right now. So this might be the time for Andre Jackson. It's starting to look like, you know, they're going to lean on him rather than Marjan. Uh, Hirsch, can Marjan Jackson take it like now? Is this his time to really take over that fifth spot in the starting lineup and be that defensive stopper? Because clearly without Malik Beasley, this team can put up points Uh, against the Rockets tonight. We saw like this is one of the best defenses in the league this year. And we had no problem putting up 128.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Andre Jackson definitely could uh, wiggle his way in there. Um, You know, obviously, I think we're going to need to see some development offensively for him if he's going to be, you know, a plus on that side of the floor or not. Um, But that defensively, I mean, I think, you know, you make a lot of good points about his on-ball defense. The only thing that, you know, does concern me with a guy like him is that, you know, he is young and inexperienced. And a lot of the time, those guys get into uh, you know foul trouble when they're guarding, you know, elite players. that know how to get to the rim and get whistles and stuff like that. So, I think you know if we do end up you know facing with like the Heat or something in the first round again, and we have to you know face Jimmy Butler, I would like to see more of a platoon between you know him, Marjan, Jay Crowder. Like I would like to send multiple different bodies at him, um, and you know we, we can obviously you know use those fouls that Andre Jackson is going to have. I mean, we we can use those minutes. I mean, he can be out there, that's fine, but you just got to make sure that, you know, he's able to actually, you know, stay out there on the court, rather than, you know, just getting into early foul trouble
0: and having to stay out. Well, yeah. And I think the only way he's really going to be able to learn that or like, you know, gain that ability is just by being out there more often rather than playing, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because he has gotten the starting nod before and then played 15, 16 minutes that game. And I think that, you know, with the foul trouble, just by being out there, like you're going to learn how to play, you know, good aggressive defense, but also be, you know, smart and just, you know, stay out of foul trouble. So uh, I want to see Andre Jackson, you know, with these starting minutes, I want to see him get 20, 25 minutes a game in this role. And I think that, you know, with a guy like Damon, you know, when you have Damon Giannis and Chris Middleton and Brooke, that offensive load is, you know, that that's pretty much taken care of. So, We just really need Andre Jackson out there, Marjan out there, whoever really it is being that guy. They just need to be out there for that defensive purpose. And as long as they can hit open shots and make the right reads, that's all you really need out of that fifth guy, I think, right now. Definitely. I mean,
1: and as I've been saying, you know, with with Crowder being out, this is kind of the time for, you know, Andre Jackson and Marjan to step up and take advantage of those minutes. Um you know, obviously Pat did come back after missing his, you know, six games there and Chris wasn't in the uh, Pistons game. So that obviously also contributed to, you know, both of them having increased minutes, but like you mentioned, I mean, we did see Andre Jackson start um, again tonight. So that, that, that might be, you know, a pattern going forward, or that could just be, you know, a a stretch where, you know, I kind of want to see it uh, because I could definitely see, you know, Beasley being put into that, put back into that lineup as soon as he's uh, ready. But, um, just looking at the way that, you know, the Bucks kind of played um, against the Pistons. Obviously, you know, we, we talked about Kay Cunningham before the game. Um, he's basically the only bright spot on their team right now, other than maybe SR Thompson and maybe Jalen Duren. But we haven't seen much out of their uh, front court recently. Uh, Kate had 25 and Boyan Bogdanovich had 24, but the rest of their team didn't do very much um and we won the rebound battle pretty handily which is definitely something that we continue to harp on so that's obviously good to see and you know we also held them to 21 percent from three so I mean I this Pistons team just really wasn't hitting any any shots it's honestly kind of surprising because there were a lot of shots that you know normal team or like normal uh NBA teams would you know be knocking down and they they just were missing them so I mean, I think the Pistons are definitely a couple years
0: away from even, you know, play in contention. Yeah, I mean, this is just one of those teams that the Bucks have kind of struggled to blow out and just, you know, maintain those leads for the game. They beat them, they beat them handedly, and that's something you want to see from this team going forward. Uh, it gets the team really clicking. The locker room gets going, you know, after Bobby Portis, you know, got mad at AG or whatever, passionately spoke out at him at the team. This Bucks team has started to really shape up and they look really good. And then, you know, that continued to tonight against the Rockets, Hirsch. Uh, Dames had a great weekend. We were talking about it. 39 point double double from him. Um, And then Andre Jackson played 36 minutes. And I think that this, this backcourt duel, like we've been talking about in that Pistons game, this backcourt duo, Hirsch, I think this is it. I really think that this might be it. If they don't want to do Marjan, Andre Jackson's going to play offense like this. I mean, like you talk about Beasley being back. I think Beasley has a role on this team, and I think that's being our sixth or seventh man with Bobby. Andre Jackson, If I understand he fouled out, but again, like he's going to learn from this, and if his offense is going to, if he's going to hit shots, if he's going to make the right passes and move off ball like that, hustle, how can you not want him in the starting lineup right now, Hirsch?
1: Yeah, I mean he's definitely showing some promise. My only thing is, you know, when, when Beasley's back and when Crowder's back and when you know Pat's playing his full minutes, I just it's going to be tough to you know find him that twenty five minutes in that in that rotation when they have to play all of those guys and especially you know down the stretch. I mean, coaches start to start to shorten their rotation, and you start seeing their starting their starters play more, and you know only a couple of guys come off the bench at a time. So, I wouldn't expect Andre Jackson to play much um in the playoffs this year I think they're definitely going to go with a more veteran rotation uh might see some campaign in the playoffs but I, I truly think that I think after you know th- this year and then the offseason and then after na- I think and ne- then I think next year is the year where we, we really see that jump from uh the young guys so I, I'd like to see more progression from from Marjan honestly because I think Andre Jackson is developing extremely well but I think Marjan has you know somewhat plateaued Uh, so I'd like to see him you know kind of develop a little
0: bit more uh, at least offensively Steve what do you think I mean yeah I mean if in, in in the case of Andre Jackson I mean if he keeps doing what he's doing he deserves a spot in the lineup and I think that's with Crowder back with whoever back I think that I mean, it's that simple. If he continues to play like this, and I know it's a two-game sample size, Hirsch, it's a very, very, very small sample size, but if he plays like this going forward, I mean, how can – it's like the Malcolm Brogdon thing. Like, how can you not – even though he was a second-round pick, I get it. Odds stacked against him. How can you not play him right now? Um, Marjan, yeah, I mean, I want to see see growth from him, but it's really, really hard to when he only plays, you know – I mean, he plays 13 minutes one game and then 20 minutes the next. I mean, I would just, again, I want to see more of a consistent role for him, especially when guys like Beasley are out, when guys like Jay Crowder are out, because those are, you know, those are the minutes he's going to fill. Uh, you know, I love Pat Connington. I love seeing him get minutes. Uh, he played pretty well tonight, but uh, I, I just think that there's definitely room for more Marjan Bocham minutes it, in the current situation with Beasley being out and Jay being out.
1: Yeah, and then you know we, we talked a little bit about you know the bench production with you know Marjan um, and you know Pat and stuff. Uh, not much tonight outside of Bobby Portis uh, scored eleven of our seven of our sixteen bench points. Uh, sixteen bench points as a whole, Steve is is not great. Um, and having you know one guy score you know most of them is also not great. Uh, but you know when we beat a team that's you know a top five defensive rated team. Uh, there's really not much to complain about, um, especially when you know we rebounded the ball extremely well again. So I think you know, like you mentioned, uh, that point about you know Bobby Portis really getting on AG after that Pacers game, and you know the whole rebounding fiasco. Th- this team has really looked like it, you know, is focusing on their rebounding, and yeah, I think when we play like this,
0: it's it's very very difficult to beat us. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and then with our bench tonight, uh, Bobby looked great. Obviously, he's been good the last two games and then uh, again it's just we only played four guys tonight I'm not too concerned about the bench scoring I think I mean our starters played very very heavy minutes we had Giannis playing 37 or playing 39 Dame playing 37 so when those guys are getting all those minutes it's going to be hard but uh, would definitely like to see guys like Marjan get more of an opportunity would like to see you know campaign I know he's a streaky player but you know 0 for 4 is a tough night from him want to see him you know figure that out going forward. But we're going to take a quick break, Hirsch, and then we're going to come right back and talk about the upcoming game on Tuesday against Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs. And we're back on the box and six
1: podcast. My name is Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf, and we're going to preview this upcoming game against the Spurs on Tuesday. Uh, it'll be a home game for the Bucks in Milwaukee. Um, another, you know, Steve, another scrub team coming into Milwaukee here. Uh, the four and twenty-one Spurs, they they have not looked promising so far. I mean, they 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 had an, an interesting experiment kind of going into the year with Jeremy Sohan playing their point guard, uh, who was originally drafted as a power forward. And they had, you know, Wemba Yama, the first overall pick, one of the most hyped draft picks uh, of all time, as well as, you know, Calvin Johnson and Devin Bassell. Uh, but so far, I mean, it just hasn't it hasn't worked. It hasn't looked great. Um I do think that, you know, Victor and, and Giannis uh, matching up will be interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, it's one seven, one seven foot and one seven foot five, uh, two absolute freaks of nature. So I think that'll be an interesting, you know, narrative, Steve, going into this one. But another game where I just, I, I think the Bucks
0: should have a blowout here. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've talked about it at this point in the season, teams that have four wins to 21 losses, you've, you've got to be really beating these teams by double digits and then, you know, saving your starters while doing that. So they can really rest up because, you know, we're getting to that, you know, halfway point of the season or getting close to it. So I mean, you want to be, you want to be really well rested, especially with the team who's been dealing with injuries all year, like us. So um, this is a team that we totally should beat. And I think that really the only thing that they really could beat us on is their pace. They're a really young athletic team and um, they're going to be able to, you know, run that fast break on us. And we've struggled with that at times, but as of late last four games or so, I think that this team has been firing on all cylinders. And if our offense is going to be great, our defense just needs to really be average here. So this is a team. Yeah. We should ideally beat by 20, 20, 17, 20 plus points, you know, something like that. So, yeah, I think very specific 17 to 20 range. Give it that. Yeah, I think that was a, that was a funny prediction,
1: but yeah, I mean, when you look at them, I mean, they have some they have some interesting pieces. I mean, Devin Vassell obviously is the type of player that, you know, we've seen torch our perimeter defense. Uh he's coming into this one scoring 18 and a half points per game, but I mean, we've seen guys like Tyler Hero, Tyrese Maxey, uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, those those scoring guards. I mean, they they absolutely torch us. And you know, Keldon Johnson, he's score seventeen. So, I mean, he's they've got some pieces there, Steve. I mean, what I guess what are your kind of thoughts overall on like the Spurs and their future? Because I mean they have Wemby. They have, you know, I guess that, that cornerstone prospect, but it looks like it's kind of confusing, just kinda of building around him over there.
0: Well, yeah, down the road, Victor Wembanyama could totally be the best player in the world. I mean, you have guys like Chris Broussard saying that if he doesn't, you know, have the career of Hakeem Olajuwon, the dude's a bust. So like <laughs> down the road, they're going to be, they'll be fine. I mean, yeah, you have Victor Wembo and Yamas, Jeremy Sohan, uh, Vassell and Kelden, uh, you know, a bunch of other guys too. So they'll be fine. It's just, you know, they got Greg Popovich too, but this just is not the year. Um, two, three, four, five years from now, this this might be a real competition for the Bucs. Victor Wambanyama is going to need to put on some weight because then he really might be like, I don't really know how you'd score on someone who can hold their own in the paint and is also, like you said, seven foot five with a eight foot something long wingspan. So,
1: I mean, and yeah, looking at their, you know, team numbers, I mean, they're 29th offensively. So, I mean, that's pretty horrible. And then they're 24th defensively, which is also not great. So, yeah, overall, just, just not doing well, uh, in San Antonio, Steve.
0: No, yeah, I mean, again, this is a team like they're third and pace in the league. That's if they if they're really gonna give us a challenge, uh, it's gonna be through that. And obviously, we can't beat ourselves. We can't turn the ball over because that you know really f- directly feeds into that you know fast break. Uh, you can't take bad early shots in the shot clock, like you know we we were good at that. You know, this game good at against the Pistons, but uh. You know, we've seen this team kind of, I guess, get reckless, if you want to say it on offense, where you just are careless, whatever you want to say. We did, we got to just, you know, come into this game, not flat, saying, like, all right, they might have four wins, but this is business. We got to take care of business.
1: Yeah, I think the Bucs should uh, definitely be able to handle this one. Uh, but I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Bucs and Six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman, he's Steven Dorr, and let's go box.